Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. T-Mobile has invested billions to light up America's largest 5G network from big cities to small towns, including right here in yours. And great coverage is just the beginning. Right now, families and small businesses can save up to 20% versus AT&T and Verizon when they switch. Visit your local T-Mobile store today. Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary. Welcome back into Sports Talk this Friday edition. Steve Geller along with Jeff Nowak welcoming in Christian Clark from NOLA.com getting our Pelicans groove on. And unfortunately, the Pels did not get into a groove last night in Toronto. 115-110 loss, even though Brandon Ingram, 36 points. But Christian, not much offense from the rest of the team. Yeah, it was pretty interesting, too, coming out of the break. I mean, Willie Green decided to go with Josh Richardson in that starting lineup, you know, took out Trey Murphy, who did have a pretty rough game against the Lakers, but I think was playing some pretty good basketball overall. And it was pretty much the same story. I mean, they just – they really struggled the ball. I think they had 45 points by halftime and and just could never catch quite all the way up. Yeah, so uh, I've I've gotten really disappointed in this Pelican season, Uh, and – and I, the reason I'm disappointed is because they fooled me into thinking that we wouldn't have to talk about this team in this way. Um, you know, what, what is it that is preventing this team from being the consistent like, – like, this is never going to be a top seed in the, in the Western Conference. We knew that. That was probably For a few glorious an unrealistic <laughs> thing to expect to maintain. But what has, has really been the culprit – and obviously this is a tough question to answer. What has really been the culprit to prevent this team from – being a consistent Western Conference team for such a long period of time because it's not like they they've hit some rough patches and then bounce back. It's just it seems like these problems are consistent and not going away. I mean, I, I think with this team, it's the obvious thing. It's that the two best players just don't play that yeah. much. I mean, you know, Zion Williamson has played in about forty percent of the games since the Pelicans took him number one overall. This is year four. Brandon Ingram missed twenty-seven games last season. You know, missed. 29 in a row with a, a left two toe contusion this season. That was two months of the season right there. I mean, if, if you're looking when it all kind of went wrong for New Orleans this year, it was really that 10-game losing streak, right? I mean, you know, and within two weeks or so, they basically fell from a top four team into the West, and now they're kind of in this play-in tournament picture. I mean, Zion didn't play at all during that stretch. Brandon missed six of the 10 games. The other four, he didn't look like he really had his rhythm. So, I mean, I think – there's a number of directions you can go, but that's that's definitely the main thing. They just they need these two guys in the lineup more consistently. I mean, these guys have played in 12 games together since Willie Green became the head coach. Um, and you know, I think the last time we talked, it was pre All Star break, and there was still some questions over. We knew Zion wasn't going to be back anytime soon. What is the kind of the latest? Obviously, they talked about how he's going to get reevaluated post All Star break. Have we gotten any clarity on the timeline there? 
No, there really hasn't been anything new since, you know, David Griffin talked. Uh, I think it was Super Bowl Sunday. You know, I would, I would anticipate Zion to, you know, undergo an, another round of medical imaging pretty soon. But, you know, I think the, the, the consistent word, you know, at the, at the time when the Pelicans, re, you know, released the information that uh, he re-aggravated the hamstring, it was uh, not not very optimistic. It was, you know, probably the majority of – the games the Pelicans have left after the all-star break. You know, I think there are some concerns that like it could be close to all the regular season. Um, so I think it's going to be a while. And that re that re-aggravation came during like on court work. Is that correct? Yeah, I, I think it did. And it was, you know, like the, the last week before the all-star break, you know, you heard, okay, maybe he could have, maybe Zion will be ready to play that Oklahoma city game, that, that Los Angeles Lakers game. And then, he got up to play in three on three. And I think that's kind of when the injury occurred, you know, I, my understanding he was in the facility when it happened. Um, but, you know, he'd gotten pretty far in the process, which was a real bummer. I think, I think if, you know, he'd continued to like hit those last benchmarks, he was only, I don't know, three, four, five days away from playing something like that. Like he was that close to getting back on the floor. So it happened pretty late in the recovery process, um, which stinks. Do you think we're in danger of having another "quote unquote" Anthony Davis situation here, where we're seeing uh, is this another street clothes two point I mean, I would I would be happy with Anthony Davis's availability for Zion so far. <laughs> like this oh. has been <laughs> unfortunately, unfortunately, it's been a lot worse. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think it's a huge concern, and like I think what's tough about it too is. Zion, you know, when he has been able to play, is so freaking good. <laughs> I mean, he he shot them up to number one in the West this yeah, year. They went on right. a seven-game winning streak, you know, with basically put the ball in his hands and let him do his thing and, you know, put some defensive-minded players around him. Like, he's so good. It's like, I mean, I would, I would be nervous about, you know, like cutting bait on him anytime soon. Uh, but at the same time, it's like we're four years into this thing and, you know, he's missed 60% of the games. Um, it's it's just really unfortunate. I mean, he's just got to, you know, continue to do the right things in terms of dieting, conditioning. I mean, I thought it seemed like he turned a little bit of a corner last summer in, in terms of, like, here are the things I got to do with my body to, like, be able to, to like, try to play in as many of the 82 games as possible. Right. Um, but here we are again, you know. It's, it's, you know, it's just an unfortunate situation. I think this one, this latest one was – Mostly just bad luck. At least that's what that's what the Pelicans will tell you. Whereas the ones in the past were, eh, he's probably just too heavy and like there's just too much force on the lower extremities. Torque, torque is the word. Kinetic chain. Um. Anyway, so you know, in the interest of not being completely gloomy during this entire, I know. Interview, I feel like we've got a whole lull of <laughs> there, down right here. I, I think there is one really kind of entertaining storyline that's that started last year and it's continued this year, and it's just this kind of a continued growth of Jose Alvarado as a as a really just kind of spark plug, intriguing player. He reminds me almost of like C.J. Gardner Johnson on the Saints, where you know it's like maybe he's probably not the best player on the field, but he's the guy you want to watch. And he went out to the Rising Stars game and he made a bet with Donovan Mitchell he was going to hit a game winner and he hit the game winner. And it's always fun. He had his jersey retired at Christ the King. I think that was today. And you know what? What has it been like covering him uh, this season in the last two seasons? Because he just seems like a guy that you can't help but root for at all times. Yeah, I mean Jose. Jose's awesome. Um, I mean. You know, I think 
Like you, you talk to some people on the staff who even worked with him, you know, that first year when he was still spending, you know, a chunk of his time in the G League. And it's like, they'll even tell you, like, you can just tell from day one, this guy was just like a winner. He's about the right things, a great team guy. I think the other thing that's amazing to him, uh, about him to me is the energy level. Like he has, you know, like the most energy I've, I've seen from a player or they're about like my, my time doing this. I mean, he's just kind of, always on a 10. I don't know how he does it. Like it, it doesn't seem like there's ever a day really, you know, like it could be the second night of a back to back in like November and he's still, you know, going to be amped up. I don't, I, I wish I had that energy level all the time. Talking about Christian Clark, Pelicans beat writer for NOLA.com. Uh, you're looking at this team, the final stretch of the regular season, obviously sitting 30 and 30 right now. Can they maintain that position right now, currently eighth? Um, I know there's obviously hope they can get into the playoff, not just the play-in, but you also got to be worried about slipping completely out of any kind of postseason play because things are just so darn tight in this Western Conference. And I know the schedule is favorable, strength of schedule favorable uh, for these Pelicans, but uh, what would you say is the key to closing out this thing um, in some kind of positive manner heading into, I'll even say, just the play-in tournament, kind of like they were last year. I know you can you can turn to that at least and say you didn't have Zion at all last season and look what you were able to accomplish. This team is you know, more together now, has more experience together, and would hopefully be even better heading into this year's post, post-regular season. Yeah, I mean, to your point, they've they've pretty much done this thing they're trying to do right now already last year. So that 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 gives you a little bit of confidence. Um, and, you know, I, I think they they can do it definitely. And I think I would like bet on them to be a playing tournament team. I mean, I think one of the hard parts about right after this little stretch, right after the All Star break, is five of the first six games are on the road. Right. There just haven't been very many NBA teams that have won on the road this year. The Pelicans included their their ten and twenty after you know, losing in Toronto last night. Um, but, I mean, I think just going forward, you know, they, like they're like they still kind of searching for the right lineup combinations. You know, like Josh Richardson, that, that surprised me a little bit. That was his third game with the Pelicans. He was in the starting lineup. So, like, I have to admit that makes me a little bit nervous that I don't even think they know what their first five, what, what their best five without Zion is. But I think in generally – they just got to figure out a way to, to score the ball more consistently. I mean, since Zion went down in early January, they're 26 in half-court offense. I mean, you, you just saw it at the start of that game last night. Like, they just they just couldn't score the ball. So they got to they got to get back to, like, that, you know, I guess ball movement style they played last year without Zion. Willie Green calls it .5 basketball. Something, something has just looked off about the offense for a couple of weeks now. You mentioned off uh, a pers- a guy that's looked pretty off. Jonas Valanciunas is he dealing with something right now that we might not be knowing about? Yeah, he's he's had like a couple of minor things throughout the season, but you know, from my understanding, there's there's nothing really right now. Okay, it's it's definitely been a, a disappointing year for him. You know, especially compared to last year. I mean, you know, like with Larry Nance Jr., they just haven't played him as much, and I don't know. It's I I can't tell if. You know, Willie Green's not playing him as much because he just likes having Nance closing games at center and the defensive versatility thing, or he's just not playing him as much because Jonas hasn't been as good. But, I mean, I think you're right. I mean, Jakob Pertl, that game against Toronto last night, was, like, by far the best big guy on the floor. He's kind of the reason Toronto won that game. And it's like, 
you know, you can't if if you're Jonas Valanciunas, you can't get your lunch eaten by Jakob Pertl. It doesn't sound it doesn't it doesn't sound ideal. Um, I guess my my last question is so, you know, this is a team that you know, you, you are trying to do the same thing you did last year. But the thing with last year is you didn't weren't constantly looking over your shoulder saying, oh, maybe he does come back, maybe Zion will come back. And I I almost wonder is that almost a crutch that you need to cast away at this point of like no 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 this group has to be able to do it because we cannot wait around and say okay hopefully Zion can come in and save us because I think that that feels like it's been the the case for the last like month and a half two months of like oh when Zion gets back we'll finally be the team that we knew we could be um do do you kind of just have to cast that away and see what happens this the rest of the way because I don't really know if there's an alternative to that yeah I think I think that is a good point and I think they they kind of are at that point now you know before the uh the re-aggravation or whatever I think they were feeling like, ah, we just got to, like, hold down the fort until he's back. I mean, I think now you just got to assume, you know, we're, we're going to have to play the, the rest of the regular season without Zion. Like, this is the group we've got. And if that changes, great. But their, their kind of operating assumption has got to be, look, this is just the team we've got for the rest of the regular season, basically just like last year. NOLA.com's Christian Clark, always appreciate the time and uh, hoping we can get back on a winning streak because, uh, yeah, it's, you know, there's, it's only better when the Pellas are doing, you know, very well. And it's been a rough watch, especially, I mean, no Zion Williamson is tough enough to deal with, but when you see the team kind of coming out and it's it appears to at least the fans that the effort isn't there and that's always going to be um, a black eye. Yeah, I mean, I don't even know if it's much of an effort thing to me. Like, you know, it's kind of just what we talked about at the top. It's like the like no NBA team can withstand their best two players missing this amount of time. I mean, it's it's just been so brutal. And I think what's so frustrating about it is they went to great lengths to try to correct this problem. Like, they totally mm-hmm. changed their medical staff in 2019 when David Griffin came in and got Aaron Nelson, who's like regarded as one of the NBA's best, you know, health and sports science people and the results have kind of just been the same so that's been the biggest bummer to me this year well it's been i've been blaming you know those those starts they just don't seem to come out with the right mentality the right energy whatever you want to call it and then you end up getting dug into this hole that you're trying to get out of the entire game and you finally get oh so close but never enough just to finish it off i'm just looking for more of that uh ready killer instinct from the tip from this squad yeah, <laughs> I, wish I, I wish I had the answer. I, I bet Willie Green does too. I <laughs> oh, appreciate it, Christian. I'll be talking to you soon. And like I said, hopefully we can get back on that winning track. Thanks, man. Right, thanks, guys. Jeff, I mean, this Pelicans team has been just – you could bang your head on the wall watching them over the years. And, I, I mean, I'm pretty sick and tired of you know just chalking it up to just wait until they're healthy. Yeah, and I feel bad for for Christian because I'd like to be able to ask about fun things, but I just can't think of any fun things to talk about. And <laughs> it's just all like it's it's frust- It's just so frustrating because you saw this team at the beginning of the year, and like, okay, by the time the Saints are done, we can shift all of our attention to the Pelicans, and we get to do this playoff. Right, there's just oh, we're a basketball city now. Yeah, we're a basketball. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Not so fast. <laughs> Doesn't feel that way. Well, it feels like I wish we weren't a basketball city. Because it's just, it, I don't know. It's, it's it's like I said, it's the same problems that keep popping up too for me. Season and <laughs> the variations of what you can see, like it just feels like a completely different team from what you saw at the beginning of the season. And as Christian said, it's because kind of it is 
when you don't have Zion out there and you don't you aren't running your offense around this kind of linchpin of your team, everything has to change. And I do think at this point, as, as I as I mentioned to to Christian, is like you can't sit and wait and be like, well, this is our offense, and once Zion comes back, it'll make sense. You have to make adjustments, and I think, you know, the putting Josh Richardson in the starting five, and as Christian mentioned, like doesn't seem like they really know who their five is right now. It's probably because they don't, because they are now trying to figure out, okay, what is our closing five going to be the rest of the way, and that's not a fun place to be with twenty games left in the season. Well, hopefully, like I said, there's brighter times. I enjoy watching this team, uh, but it can be, you know, uh, it it drives you mad, especially, like I said, early on when you just can tell, here we go again. Uh, they they fall into that seven, yeah. nine, ten-point deficit. You're playing catch-up, and it's just that entire rest of the game where you're trying to you're, – you're getting a little bit closer. Then the other team goes on the run, builds that lead back up, which has been – so frustrating. I'm just hoping the the defense can show up and just somebody else can put the ball in the basket besides Brandon Ingram. I was surprised coming back from All-Star break. You know, you had Trey Murphy, you know, finishing second in the dunk contest, and boom, he comes back and not really is an afterthought in that game in Toronto. What, I, what, I mean, obviously, I'm not questioning Willie Green's uh, rosters or, or what he's doing, it just seems... I think it's fair to question what Will Green's doing. It just seems r- really odd, though, of what's happening with this squad, and they don't seem as together as they were last season. I think even, he, at the, even at the... I'll say at the earlier start of the year. And yes, Zion's not there, but that team camaraderie, the togetherness, it doesn't feel the same right now. Yeah, and I think he's trying to find a spark. And that last year, that spark was you brought in CJ McCollum, you brought in Larry Nance, and you did. You know, you could argue that this is what you did last season: is you changed everything up in the final two months of the season, and you found kind of this gear that you didn't have before. And maybe that's what he's trying to do this time. We'll try to change things up coming back. Get on a little more positive note. Want to hear from you on the Oakland Heart Jewelers talking text line five zero four two six zero one eight seventy. Back from the break on Sports Talk after this. We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. Protect your vehicle's engine with a full synthetic oil change and save with Mobile One at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Purchase five quarts of Mobile One full synthetic motor oil and receive a $10 O'Reilly gift card after rebate. See store for details. With your Mobile One purchase, you'll also receive two times points during Old Rewards Bonus Points Month at O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly Auto Parts. Listen to every MLB game live. The deep left center field, it is high, it is far, it is gone. Stream minor league affiliates. The Midwest League home run leader. And watch the best baseball highlights and look-ins on MLB Big Inning. MLB at-bat is your all-in-one live baseball subscription for only $3.99 per month. Deep left field, it's going to go. Alvarez ties the game. Subscribe to at-bat within the MLB app today. Major League Baseball trademarks used with permission. 